Hey listeners, it's Paul Andriola here. Why not join our community at Small Cap Discoveries where we offer our members direct access to some of the best microcap investment opportunities available. Our members are getting access to premium microcap financings, research reports, and direct access to management. Sign up today at www.smallcapdiscoveries.com. Hi everyone, welcome to the Small Cap Discoveries conference call. Today on our call, we have back the CEO, Doug Diamond from Gatekeeper Systems. Gatekeeper trades on the TSX Venture Exchange under the symbol GSI and on the OTC under GKPRF. The company is currently trading at 37 cents with roughly 90 million shares outstanding or about a $33.5 million market cap. I'd now like to hand it over to Paul Andriola. Uh, thanks a lot, Trevor. Um, always great to have uh, Mr. Diamond uh, here with us. Uh, Gatekeeper's a name that we've uh, got a fair bit of history with and have known for, for a number of years. Um, so it's always great to have you back, Doug, and get uh, sort of the lay of the land and, and the latest update. Uh, but before we get into that, Doug, maybe just uh, briefly remind everybody uh, what Gatekeeper does. Sure. Well, first of all, I appreciate your uh, appreciate the interest in, in Gatekeeper as always, uh, always uh, Paul and Trevor, and and uh, thanks for inviting me back. So, just a high level for some of your investors that are maybe new to the story, you know, Gatekeeper is uh, is an established emerging data company. You know, we um, we're focused on you know two core markets. One is the K to twelve market with approximately five hundred fifty thousand yellow school buses in North America, and the other is the transit industry, both on what we call the rubber tire, uh, which is all the transit buses, and um, and steel wheel, which is all the trains. And um, our um, we've got an AI as part of our platform. Uh, we use you know AI to really try to help make decisions out at the edge with respect to our our, our cameras looking at various you know data points, and we'll push that data back either to you know our mobile data collectors on. The, uh, on these vehicles and trains, or in some cases, we'll push it all the way back to the server and do analytics back at the server and basically make these decisions, um, you know, and, and then our, uh, our customers will, um, you know, they'll, they'll uh, based on what decisions are made, they will react accordingly, right? You know, so uh, we've got what we call as a platform as a service, and um, that's a bit of a hybrid model. You know, we're, we're not a full SaaS model, but uh, business model, but uh, the platform as a service, it certainly has a lot of sticky revenue, you know, for us. Um, what we try to do is, is, is get our customers using our platform. We record, you know, integrated video with GPS and, and other vehicle sensors. And, um, and then we'll, uh, we'll layer on um, either uh, local software applications to help them manage their data just to start with. And then we'll come in with um, you know cloud-based applications that um, that have the ability to, to monetize the data in the future. So we're at a growth inflection point. Um, you know I've been saying this for quite some time, although the stock market has has as as we all know has done quite a, a correction here. You know lately, um, you know revenue in 2021 fiscal was 17 million. Um, you know a little bit lower than the year before. Um, you know, there's reasons for that. We can, I plan to talk about here in in, uh, in a few minutes. And again, a compelling valuation right now at about 36 million, and and the company's got about nine million in working capital, at, and um, 
Yeah, so from a high level, that's a, a little bit of an introduction to the company. We, um, we've just um, filed or we're in, we're, we're in the process here of filing our financials at about 1.15 um, this afternoon, and that would be for Q1. So, um, and I encourage investors to check out our, our updated website. You know, we've got a lot of activity that's been going on there. We should have our financials and MD&A and news release filed on the website at about 1.30 p.m. Pacific time, you know, this afternoon with, uh, with financials filed 1.15 p.m. on CDAR. So, you know, just a little bit of highlights on the quarter. You know, revenue was 2.7 million. Gross profit was about 1.7 million. And gross margin was up this quarter at about 64%. So we're starting to see, you know, some of the results of our platform as a service really starting to deliver on the, uh, you know, on the gross margin, which is quite positive. And, um, you know, and, and some of the highlights I want to point, you know, point to that we, when we accomplished, um, you know, we're, we're invested, we really invested back into the business, invested back in our, you know, in our sales and marketing, uh, both in, and as well as R&D. On the sales and marketing side, we, you know, during the period we recently launched, you know, new uh, a new website. We created five new, you know, new product solution videos, seven new customer marketing campaigns. We invested in inventory, which is which has been a big challenge for anybody in this industry. And um, you know, with this chip shortage, with the global uh, supply chain issues going on. You know, Gatekeeper has um, you know spent a significant amount of uh, of um, you know currency in in investing in inventory to protect uh, protect the company against that chip shortage. So we're happy with that. Uh, we've we've uh, we've invested approximately you know 10 million, and uh, so we're well positioned to deliver. You know during uh, you know during a pretty tough environment. All right, and and again we continue to invest in R and D. We've got some new video solutions that we you know that we've launched. We launched a new Clarity platform, which is a really cool, um, you know, cloud-based school bus operating platform. It, it, it in, what we do is we integrate our passenger counting, um, you know, and, and future video with uh, with payroll scheduling um, and dispatch functions. So, so that's the that's really the first time that we've integrated with an operating platform, and and one of the reasons that we did that, quite frankly, is that I believe that you know video is going to be is going to be used in the future for much more than just you know, safety and security, you know, so um, it's, it's, it's becoming, you know, more um, in the, operators are finding more uses on the operating side, you know, so, so being able to integrate, you know, with, uh, with an operating uh, platform, and we call it Clarity, that's our brand. Uh, we're excited about that, because it also layers on recurring revenue for us, which is part of our strategy, as I said earlier. We also, um, you know, this new area, there's a new area of growth that we're excited about, um, you know, it, it basically, it, it, I think I've talked to you about this before, Paul, you know, I'm a believer in, in mobile assets and, and, and looking at those mobile assets being either transit buses or school buses and trying to find ways to, you know, to, um, you know, generate revenue from the systems that, the, that, that we provide that those mobile assets, um, you know, carry. So, so our automated lane infraction system, what it is, is it's, it's basically a system that, um, you know, helps transit authorities um, clear those transit lanes and, and create, you know, more of a seamless throughput when, when transit buses are trying to get passengers from one point to another. And what it is, is it's, it takes our, our sensor systems and, um, you know, that are forward looking, we're able to capture license plates, 
we're able to you know push that evidence back to our, our cloud-based software application we call TIMS, which is similarly used in the school bus market. Um, and we can issue the entire, or we can manage the entire, you know, ticketing cycle. So that's a new market that we are, uh, you're, we're quite excited about. Um, we want to be one of the leaders in that market. And uh, just recently here, California passed legislation, you know, that allows transit authorities to use video enforcement to uh, issue citations of, of parking violations when a vehicle is parked in the bus lane, you know, so we're starting to see you know, legislation start to be passed, which allows, which basically opens up, you know, opportunities, you know, for our automated lane infraction system, which we call Alley. You know, so that was, um, you know, that was certainly one of the initiatives in, you know, in, in R&D. And, um, and then we've got uh, our on ongoing maintenance line. We're starting to see, you know, as part of our past platform, we're starting to see, you know, more of our K to 12 customers you know, moving towards wireless. And once that happens, you know, it, it really starts to open up all these opportunities because now you got connected devices, you know, out in, uh, out in these uh, school buses. Wi-Fi is a great example of that. Um, that's a new product where we give uh, children, you know, riding home to and from uh, school, the ability to connect to the internet. Obviously when they're riding home they're they have the ability to, um, you know, to do their homework, you know, so that is, you know, that's something that um, we include as part of our, our uh, platform as a service with the overall goal to plant, again, as many of these mobile data collectors as we can, you know, out in these vehicles, collect the data, and then layer on our cloud-based software applications to increase our, our, our recurring revenue. So that's a little bit of an update, you know, on, on, uh, the, on the quarter as well as for your new investors, um, maybe a little bit on, on what we're, um, you know, what we're up to here at Gatekeeper. And Doug, I, you know, I went through the last handful of press releases, you guys have uh, landed uh, a fair number of, I'll say smaller than sort of traditional uh, contracts, maybe talk to some of the, the contract wins and what, what's different about these, uh, where you see the trends, what, what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so, um, it's interesting, you know, because a, a, a large contract for Gatekeeper a few years ago used to be maybe one or two hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Now that's a, you know, that's looked at as a small contract, right? right. But let's keep in mind that you know, Gatekeeper's got thirty five hundred customers. They're not all buying, you know, at the same time. Mm -hmm. right? um, we are. What we're finding is is that um, you know, there's there's up to about eighty percent of our customers are repeat buyers. You know, so, um, you know, sometimes, um, you, you know, and then we've got, you know, 20% are new customers. So what we try to do is, is we try to get those customers, you know, basically pregnant with our system. Mm. Sometimes it could be a small deal in a larger fleet, you know, and, and, you know, that has potential to scale, you know, revenue in the future. So one of the things that I keep an eye on, you know, is how many new customers are we bringing on, you know, every quarter, every year. And um, if you remember, you know, when we took on the SEPTA account, you know, that was, a, that was an account that, that basically, you know, got us a beachhead account in the transit industry. And, and we're still very strong in that, you know, in, in, in that, um, you know, in that account. They've been a little bit slow to, you know, to execute on, you know, some of their uh, initiatives to upgrade their systems, like they said they were going to, you know, last year, but that's understandable given 
you know, some of the COVID environment, environment issues that are going on. Um, but when we landed those, you know, those contracts, one was approximately 12 million five-year deal. Another was about $6.3 million contract. I'm, I'm just pulling that off the top of my head, Paul, but um, you know, those all of, a, all of a sudden start to set the set, you know, almost like new conditioning environment for our investors, right? But the reality is, is that this business is built on a lot of customers with, um, you know, our traditional business, a lot of customers with, you know, with smaller type orders, right? You know, so now here's the cool thing. Our sales funnel's grown to over 140 million U.S., mm-hmm. And even though that top line, you know, in the first quarter is a little, you know, is off of what it was, you know, last quarter, again, the margin is up, which is positive. And, and the sales funnel is growing, you know, so some of those projects in the sales funnel, they're significantly larger than any contracts we've ever landed, you know, so um, that gives me, you know, some optimism that we've got a good solid base business, you know, that is ongoing, which, you know, as I've said before, you know, um, you know, it's more of our meat and potatoes business. And we've got some trends that are starting to happen, even in that meat and potatoes business, which is increasing the revenue per bus. Mm-hmm. Which I find extremely exciting because here with minimal sales dollars, we're actually able to increase, you know, our, our gross profit per customer significantly. And, and we're seeing, you know, we're, we're seeing numbers in and around, you know, at, at at times we could be maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a bus. In some cases, that's growing up to forty-five, you know, five thousand dollars a bus. And that's all part of our our platform as a service strategy, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that we're that you know that we're not seeing you know opportunity and new customers because um, you know, like I said earlier, we've we've um, we've really accelerated our sales and marketing plan. We got uh, we've beefed up our marketing department. They're doing outbound. Um, you know, there's more educational videos, you know, and I encourage our investors to go to our site and have a look at them. So you have better understander understanding is exactly, you know, what our systems are capable of. And, um, yeah, you know, so it, it's, um, you know, even though there's, you know, there's some, you know, there might be some, um, I would consider, you know, maybe downturn in the, in the, in the, you know, in the stock market, I wouldn't, if I was investors, I, I wouldn't, I would try to look beyond that, you know, and focus on, you know, focus on value play such as gatekeeper, um, you know, maybe rather than growth. And, and having said that, um, you know, gatekeeper's got a sales funnel, that, you know, that could pop, you know, at any time. I mean, I've, we've been, our sales team, you know, knows it. And, you know, it's just a matter, we, we feel it's only a matter of time before, you know, before, you know, some of these projects, um, you know, um, you know, before we execute on some of these mm-hmm. But there's there's certain things that are a little bit of out, out, outside of our control. Uh, specifically, you know, if you look at what's happening in the school bus market and the transit market, completely caused by COVID, there's a driver shortage. You know, and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, with that driver shortage, it's caused some operational issues, which has filtered into the contracts area. And by the way, Paul, I'm not somebody to make excuses, but that is the reality. That's what we're mm-hmm. doing, right? You know, so it hasn't discouraged our team in any way. In fact, we're ramping up. Um, you know, I think it's really important in this, you know, in this period of time to, you know, to not burn cash, you know, as a company, try to to increase cash, try to keep the company profitable, you know, while we, you know, nurture these larger projects and, um, you know, and work with our, with our clients, both on the public transit side and the K to 12 side, as they work through some real difficult times. Mm -hmm. 
know, so we think we're close, you know, like this year will be an interesting year. Um, you know, as we, uh, you know, as there's more vaccinations that are done, of course, and, you know, we're hearing that, you know, that we're, uh, you know, that we're getting closer, right. You know, so, mm -hmm. you know, to pulling out of this thing. So, um, so it's just, it, it's, it's important to, you know, to continue to invest smartly in our business, mm -hmm. spend the money wisely, right. You know, and, and, you know, as we, as we, uh, as we continue to nurture this sales funnel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I clearly, you know, certainly in the school side, uh, we're seeing uh, significant efforts to try to keep schools open and functioning properly. So it, it seems like the worst uh, in that case is behind us. Now, you, you mentioned cash and that you're doing your best not to burn cash. Can you give us a sense of how much cash you've got uh, on the balance sheet right now? Yeah, so so we're about 3.7 million in cash, working capital 9.3 million. Mm -hmm. You know, so we are you know, we're healthy there. Um, you know, we, we, we have, uh, as you know, I'm pretty tight when it comes to, you know, to financing and dilution. Um, that's, imp that, that's something that, um, you know, we, we, we don't want to see. However, mm -hmm. um, I'm always of the mindset that if there's, you know, if there's, um, you know, some events that, you know, that take place that, you know, that force us to do some things to, you know, layer on, you know, some, um, you know, some costs such as, such as inventory, then, you know, we'll look at it at that time. Right. But, you know, but at the moment, you know, um, we're gatekeeper. When I look at our stock price, I, I just think compared to when you and I met Paul, like, there's just so much more, you know, shareholder value in our business than there ever was. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so, um, we're well, you know, we're, we feel like we're well positioned to execute on our growth plan from a cash mm -hmm. perspective and, you know, in lines of credit, those sorts of things. In support. Mm -hmm. uh, listen, I want to remind everybody that's listening, if you've got any questions you'd like me to ask, Doug, uh, you know, please use the chat function and we'll, uh, we'll ask the question. Doug, um, you know, obviously, clearly last two years during the pandemic, it's been a challenging, um, you know, challenging time for a lot of the, the customers you service. It's the transit industry, it's the school and school bus system. Um, you know, it seems like we're coming out of the, 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 the sort of struggle of the last two years. But what, what other challenges do you face as a business? What, you know, what, what sort of keeps you up at night right now running, running Gatekeeper? seems to be different, you know, from quarter to quarter and year to year, um, you know, but um, I think the driver shortage is something that is, you know, that um, has been, has been difficult to, um, you know, to navigate or try to project, right? That That's tough because mm -hmm. just like every business goes through, you never know when you're going to wake up one day and, and, you know, potentially a quarter of your workforce has COVID. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that has been extremely challenging and, um, and this inventory thing, quite frankly, you know, that had me, you know, there's been some sleepless nights there. Right. You know, so, um, but we're just, um, I don't know, we've done a really good job of, of, uh, our management team of, of, of planning for this, building the relationships that we needed to build all the way up and down the supply chain. Mm -hmm we've got, you know, we've got that taken care of, right. You know, so, so, um, so what was sleepless nights in certain quarters, you know, we've gotten, you know, we've gotten taken care of. I would say that, um, you know, what is um, I always, as you know, trying to run this business, I always like to see around corners, you know, as best I can. Mm -hmm. um, what's got me mostly concerned is just the timing of some of these projects that we've got in our sales funnel. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, and um, you know, because they are, 
depending on a whether or not we're successful b you know if if we are you know how quickly are they going to move you know they could be they could be uh you know challenging because some mm -hmm. of them are, are bigger than you know than we've ever seen before right you know so i think that um you know that that is you know that's something that you know that we are our management team is always talking about um you know, we're we're looking at strategic partners to you know to present a uh, you know to present a bigger entity, if you will. Mm. Um, you know, and you know, so um, so that was you know that's that's certainly that's certainly part of it. And um, I would say that's 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 probably that's that's probably all of it. You know, we're mm. we're in process right now where we're looking for good people. You know, we're out we're always looking for talent. Um, you know, and we, we, we handpick, um, we've, we've got a great vision, you know, and, and even though we are, um, you know, we've gone from, you know, in the last few years, we've gone from 7.8 million to, you know, to 13, seven, I guess, to 20, we leveled off there. We did 17 last year. Um, we would have been right on budget last year, Paul, if, if, uh, mm -hmm. you know, if, if some of the projects that said they were going to, they were going to, um, execute on would have executed mm -hmm. but okay you know the, like i say those are things that are outside of our control it hasn't we haven't lost them you mm -hmm. know and and that is likely only going to set us up you know for future growth but um profitability has always been something that i I've, I've focused on because we went through you, you know years of of investing in the business and not making money and that has you know that's a that can be a slippery slope to dilution pretty quickly which mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not in favor of you know, so, you know, this, this last quarter was our, our eighth straight quarter of operating profit, right? You know, so, um, you know, the numbers that are below the line that investors should, you know, look at closely, because that, that operating profit is, you know, that's important, right? You know, so, so cash burn is, is, I think cash burn is always something that should keep any CEO of a micro cap up, right? You know, because there's always things that are, you know, that are coming at you, right? But, um, mm. I got to tell you, man, I, I'm, I'm never, I, every time I talk to you, you know, you hear the excitement in my voice, but gatekeeper is, um, you know, gatekeeper, our stock has been on, you know, was on a hell of a run there for, you know, for a while as the market was hot. Um, but we're making the right moves, you know, we're staying laser focused in our lanes, no, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, and we're offering our customers more, um, you know, more products, right. You know, so, that's something that I've learned from, you know, in the past, and I'm not being enticed by spending money in stupid areas as far as I'm concerned right now, right? You know, mm -hmm. we, we're investing in the business, and that, in my opinion, is the best way to build shareholder value, right? You know, and, and it's eventually going to pay, you know, big dividends as far as I'm concerned for, you know, anybody that believes our story and wants, you know, wants to invest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Doug, you touched on uh, one of my next questions a little bit. Um, now, apart from the chip shortage, everybody's heard about the the struggle to get uh, you know chips uh, in for any sort of electronics. But um, you guys, uh, I, I know you do at least some assembly sort of in house. Do you wh where where's the sort of the, the products assembly? Where where does your sort of hardware get get made? Yeah, so Gatekeeper is um, you know Gatekeeper, as you know, years ago. Um, this is before we even got introduced years ago mm -hmm. to do the the uh, full design and manufacturing right down to the you know the component level on the boards you know everything here in Canada and as as we've grown 
um, you know, we were kind of forced because of, you know, labor costs and, you know, and things like that um, to, to move to some uh, OEMs that are, you know, in different areas of the world, you know, so part of our products are, are made, you know, in uh, assembled in Asia. Um, we've, we've just in the last couple of years, we've set up assembly in, in uh, just outside of Philadelphia, um, largely due to the fact that we're really a community partner in Philadelphia. We're creating employment there and, um, and Gatekeeper USA is, you know, is growing, you know, so we've got assembly lines, you know, down there, we provide all of the shipping services to all of our customers in the USA from the USA in Canada here in Abbotsford, we've still got the same building, you know, that we had years ago. So we do our assembly here. Um, most of the sub assemblies are, are in different areas around, you know, different uh, partners that we've got, and, you know, and, and quite frankly, um, you know, some of those partners are at the size needed, you know, to negotiate, you know, with these uh, chip manufacturers in order to get all allocation during this period of time. I'll tell you right now, if we were the same company uh, today, you know, that we were uh, several years ago, there's no way we would have got any, any type of allocation. We're just, we're just not big enough. So we need leverage partners, you know, in order to, in order to secure that inventory, right? You know, so... Mm -hmm. And and the and the inventory is secured, and then sub assemblies are done. Some of them are delivered into the U.S. to you know we do final assembly there and final testing to meet by America down there, and then some are brought brought into Canada where we do you know final uh, final assembly here and testing and software loading. Um, my goal as a company is 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 really to leverage our North American capability, um, you know, staffing capability on the engineering side by way of, of you know, um, developing these software applications to monetize the data, you know, that our devices collect. That's the overall goal, mm -hmm. um, you know. So when you're doing that, um, you know, you really need to partner, especially when you're providing an end-to-end -end solution, you really need to have your partners set up around the, you know, in different areas around the world to provide um, those hardware assemblies, you know, to build out the complete solutions, right? Mm -hmm. So. Some of them are Asia, some of them are, you know, different areas. Um, we've recently redesigned, you know, all of our products to meet NDAA requirements, you know, which, which is a requirement for FTA funding down in the U.S. You know, so, um, you know, again, um, it's really been a, a combination of our engineering team, you know, coming up with the specifications and then our partners, you know, in various areas delivering on that specification, right, you know, so... We can't do it all ourselves. We need, you know, assistance, and and we put the we put those partnerships in in place, you know, quite a few years ago, right? So, mm -hmm. um, because we've been nurturing the relationships over the years and delivering, um, you know, they're um, they're as they're as strong as they ever have been. Mm -hmm. Now, earlier you had mentioned sort of some of the revenue breakdown that you're trying to move more into. While you call it platform as a service, uh, there's software as a service revenue. Um, I've got a question that just came in here that said, uh, when can investors expect the company to provide revenue breakdown sort of by segment, uh, whether it's past SaaS or sort of legacy uh, um, revenue? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we, we um, as far as uh, revenue segmentation on the financial statements, um, I don't think you're going to see that for, for a while until we, until we get to a point where we get a little bit more saturation on the recurring revenue side of things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and there's really kind of three areas. There's service contracts, 
Then there's, uh, you know, um, software licensing type contracts, and then there's system sales, right? You know, so um, I'll be getting, you know, some guidance from, you know, from obviously our, our CFO and our board and our auditors on, you know, that type of reporting. But what we do is we try to educate investors on where the recurring revenue is coming from, right? You know, so it, it's not necessarily, you know, segmented, um, you know, from an IFRS standpoint yet, um, because that causes a whole bunch of other, you know, reporting issues, right? But, uh, or procedures, um, you know, so, um, uh, but what we are seeing is, you know, we're typically around, you know, 12 or 13% um, you know, has been on the, you know, on the services side, more recurring revenue. Now, I want to point out this, though. Um, investors always seem to be quite interested in software as a service model. I get that, right? You know, uh, you know I mean, but the reality is, is in our business, you know, we have 80% of our customers are repeat buyers, you know, so that is pretty darn sticky revenue. Right. And, and I, I, you know, and when you when you uh, marry that um, with a platform as a service strategy, um, it really sets a company up, you know, to, um, you know, to grow its recurring revenue um, base. Right. You know, so I think we've got a we've got a good strategy. Um, I wouldn't want given our type of business, Paul, I would not want to just solely be a. Uh, a SaaS model, and and some of the reasons for that are is that we would then be trying to you know stuff what I would consider a round hole or a peg a round peg in a square hole. And what I mean by that is that you know some of these customers we deal with they've got capital funds, and you know uh, they want to spend them, and they've got a certain time to spend. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's where our system sales are um, you know are, are are good, and that gives us you know that gives us a good healthy top line growth, right? Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, listen, sort of as as the year starts here and we progress, um, what sort of catalysts or metrics do you think investors should really pay attention to, to to sort of confirm that you guys are continuing to execute on your business plan? Well, the obvious one is is uh, you know sales contracts. Right. Like, We've we've been building this sales funnel and working on some of these projects now for you know for quite some time. So it's it's time to land them, right? You know, and and uh, but again, you know, there there's just things that are you know that are outside of our control, you know, and it, it doesn't like one of the things I would encourage investors to do is is you know if you don't see those types of contracts that you're looking for in news releases. Um, and believe me, I've gotten, you know, hit over the head enough times by investors to, you know, put more news out, right? But um, I will never put news out that I believe is going to, you know, uh, be detrimental to our business. That to me is, is you know, th that is a, um, um, you know, that's just not the right thing, right thing to do, right? You know, so, um, you know, so that can be a little, you um, you know, that can be a, you know, a little bit tough for investors to read, but, but I would, um, I would say to investors, look, you know, just, um, you know, if you believe in what we're doing, you know, just stay patient, you know, let the company grow. We're executing on a really strong, you know, uh, well thought out, you know, business plan. 
And, um, you know, areas like the automated lane enforcement market, you know, there's things in these cities that have to take place. There's, you know, there's, there's typically ordinance that have to be passed, you know, on, on the, on the, on the parking side of things. Sometimes there's moving violations, you know, mo moving ordinances that have to be passed to allow agencies to issue citations. Some agencies are a little farther along than, you know, than others. So those, um, you know, some of those areas that the company is, has, has designed systems for, we see huge opportunity in the future for us. Now, um, we'd all like those markets to move a little faster, right? Um, but again, those are some of the things that are outside of our control. So I, I would encourage investors just to, um, you know, look at these news releases that we put out, you know, that may seem like they're smaller contracts, but they're good sized contracts because there's a number of them, right? You know, and, and um, and then look for, uh, we'll see. I mean, look for some of these maybe larger contracts that, you know, that we, uh, that we feel pretty, you know, we're pretty confident, you know, we're going to land them. Um, but it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of time, right? But again, you know, through this process, one of the things I, I think we've done a really good job of is, um, you know, compared to other micro caps is that we have not diluted mm -hmm. the process. You know, we, 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 we just haven't done that, you know, and, and we've, We've really, um, you know, built our business using our own cash. I mean, the last financing we did, Paul, was in, as you know, was in 2017, where we raised about two, 4.2 million, mm -hmm. and we've used that cash smartly, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, we're in a, we are in a really good position here, um, you know, to escalate the growth in this business, and if some of these contracts, you know, um, if we land them. Um, we've got the inventory in place to deliver, you know, so mm -hmm. it's not like, it's not like we're going to have huge turnaround times, you know, so, mm -hmm. so that, that to me just, you know, I would encourage investors that this is a good buying opportunity right here, right? You know, it's not, I mean, nobody, I don't like looking at my financial statements as an investor every month either, you know, when you see the stock trading down around 35 or 36 cents. And by the way, let's remind ourselves that it wasn't so long ago, you know, that we would have been happy to be at 35 or 36 cents because the stock was trading around nine cents. So we couldn't get anybody to buy it. Yeah. But having said that, you know, through those years, this company has 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 built an enormous amount of shareholder value. And we're in a position, in my view, from an operations standpoint, um, you know, to really scale our revenue. And now it's a matter of, hey, let's let's try to do what we can to get these, you know, to get these big fish in the boat, right? Mm -hmm. All at the same time, nurture every customer because all of those smaller customers, um, you know, 10,000, 100,000, you know, those types of deals, they all matter, right? You know, and- Absolutely, yeah, yeah. And you never know how, uh, you know, what they lead to as far as uh, larger opportunities. Um, well, it's it, interesting, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll just make a final comment mm -hmm. on that, you know, Paul. We had, you know, analysts come in and, and they're looking at us and funds are looking at us. And there was a period of time in our company where um, we were we were reliant on larger, larger customers. We had the United States Air Force contracts and, and they were big and 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 we didn't have enough smaller customer deals. Right? Mm -hmm. you know, so uh, the thing I love about, you know, our company and how we built it, we've got a foundation operationally where we can deal with thousands of customers. Mm -hmm. And that makes dealing with the large customers a lot easier, you know, so, so we're in a, we're in a good position, right? We can mm -hmm. organically, 
And, um, and when the time's right, you know, we're going to want to layer on, you know, some, you know, some acquisitions. Mm -hmm. Listen, Doug, I've got a question from someone here. It's a, it's a bit long-winded, but I'll uh, bear with me and as, uh, as, as I ask it here. Um, so when the, the company shares news releases, such as Gatekeeper announces student protector contract in New Jersey for 72 school buses, how can investors think about contract value since, since it's not disclosed in there. Now, earlier you had mentioned that you're starting to see revenue per bus of, I think it was 1,000 or 1,500 per bus. How, how do we best get a sense of when you add a bus to your system, what kind of revenue is generated annually? Yeah, so there's a number of ways that, um, the, the student protector is an overall system, you know, that, um, you know, that collects these stop arm violations out at the edge. Mm. And then we'll record those. And if this, if a school district wants to engage our Tim's application, you know, which really comes along with a, a citation management system, you know, then we'll, uh, you know, we'll we're happily ha happy to do that. But what we see is that the student protector platform, it's usually the first thing that gets installed, mm -hmm. and and some of them are not, um, you know, they don't necessarily, they're not ready for the you know, for the, the auto ticketing and the soft uh, auto tickets, right? You know, so, mm -hmm. um, you know, so for say that New Jersey deal, you know, that would be a seed planted, a full system solution on those buses. And you may see another announcement in the future where we come in with our, you know, with our auto ticketing, you know, side of things. So that's that. That's one side of it. Sometimes you'll, um, you know, you may see an announcement where it's an end-to-end -end solution, where we're actually um, managing, you know, a uh, the student protector program with Tim's, um, and and sharing in revenue. Um, but in some situations, you'll get, like in New Jersey, you'll get a, uh, a seed. I call it a seed planted. And then the platform as a service strategy is to continue to sell more services to that customer, right? You know, so you might see us layer on Clarity as an example, and that would be a, um, you know, Clarity is sold as a uh, as a per dollar per month per bus, you know, business, um, you know, business model, right? You know, and and um, so it's got lower revenue. But it's got, you know, it's it's typically got, you know, healthy margin, right? Because it's it's more software related. So, um, so I guess that was a long-winded question, but uh, it, it was a good one, right? You know, and and uh, hopefully I answered it appropriately. I think you did. I think you did. Um, listen, um, I think we've covered a, a great piece of the update here. Um, as always, what we like uh, to do is give you an opportunity to sort of just uh, end with a parting message or a key takeaway. Like really today, what would you like to make sure everybody walks away knowing about Gatekeeper? I just want to remind people that, you know, Gatekeeper is a data company, right? We've got over 40,000 uh, mobile data collectors now out in, you know, in school bus applications and transit applications and a few other applications. And all of those are wirelessly connected. And we're starting to drive this platform as a service, right? You know, to increase our revenue per bus and per vehicle while decreasing or holding flat our operational costs. And that's really what's, you know, getting us, you know, profitable. You'll see in this first quarter that, um, you, know, um, 
you know, the top line was off a little bit, but that was in direct relation. Like we were only two or three projects away, you know, from having, uh, knocking that quarter out of the park, by the way, right? You know, and that is a direct relation to, you know, to the COVID environment, you know? So I just want investors to know that even during some of the toughest environments that we're in, um, you know, that, that Gatekeeper is, is a, uh, is a well-run organization that isn't burning cash needlessly. And we're coming into this environment where there's more Fed money being, um, you know, being allocated to, um, you know, to two of the core markets that we are in over a hundred billion, you know, so we are investing in our business and getting prepared, you know, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, for that money allocation. Right. And we're starting to see some of it fall off the back of the truck now, you know, so I just think that Gatekeeper is is a unique, um, you know, company, um, maybe one of a handful in the microcap space. And we've got enormous growth, you know, growth potential. And, and um, we're seeing it in the sales funnel. And now it needs to it needs to transition to that income statement, which uh, which we're in the process of um, of executing on. Well, Doug, listen, I mean, we, we've been uh, sort of, we, we've known you guys for a number of years. Uh, you've come a long way since we uh, first started discussions uh, a couple of years ago. You guys, uh, even though you've had a bit of a, a downtick as far as this quarter, um, you know, your, your, your revenue trends seem to be going the right direction. And I'm sure we'll continue once the pandemic's over. Um, listen, if, if anybody wants more information, uh, what's your website address and what's the best way to contact you for more information? Uh, anybody wanting more information can contact me directly at, at my email address, which is on the site, or I'll give it to you here. It's ddiamond at gatekeeper-systems.com or our email address or our website address is uh, gatekeeper-systems.com, www.gatekeeper-systems.com. Perfect. Perfect. And all the, all, all the financials, let's see, we're 156, so financials should have been updated and release at uh, at one thirty on the website. Perfect. Yeah. So definitely, if anybody's interested in those financials, uh, you can check CDR, uh, check the press releases, um, um, and I'm sure we'll have posted it in the forum here uh, once they're there. Um, Doug, as always, it's always great to catch up. Um, good to see that you're all healthy and uh, you know keeping busy. Um, so uh, I always like to thank you. Guys. Thank you when you come on by and, and uh, spend some time with us. So. Thanks again, and uh, look forward to catching up with you guys uh, pretty soon here. Okay, very good. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Trevor.